Never has it been more relevant to heed the words of Jesus in Mark 13, 35. He said, watch, for you don't know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Yet much of the church seems to be asleep at the wheel. Just as Israel's watchmen were caught off guard on October 7, Hamas broke through the barriers and fences and proceeded with a blood fest. Israel will launch a major investigation on why the watchmen weren't watching. Truth is, every believer is called by Jesus to be a watchman in this hour. He said, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Jerusalem Channel is made with the support of you, our viewers. Thank you for watching. Shalom, I'm Christine Dark. Watchmen on the walls know that God is shaking this world and it's reaching a crisis point. In the midst of chaos, we're called to be his watchmen. A pastor is a watchman over his flock. Parents are watchmen over their homes and children. In the ministry, we meet many who are suffering because of hurtful, thoughtless words spoken over them long ago by their parents. In fact, many adults don't have a well-rounded personality, because of something negative and devastating that happened in their formative years. Often it's because their parents spoke careless words. It's so important that we, as guardians of our children and grandchildren, sever any negative words and influences seeking to destroy them. This is being a responsible watchman over our families. Additionally, every believer is called to watch the Lord's prophetic, and redemptive purposes by being a co-worker with him to tear down strongholds and then to build up his kingdom by making strong disciples. We can't just build. We must first tear down and then plant. We see this progression in Jeremiah 1.10, where God said to the prophet, I'm sending you to root out, to pull down, and to destroy and also to build and to plant. The Lord sends his watchmen on many such assignments. In fact, biblical watchmen are special gifts to the body of Messiah. They have the ability to warn and to guard the people of God with extraordinary prayers and vigils. The office of a watchman possesses special insights into the times. Watchmen take notice of the motions and maneuverings of God's enemies and blow the whistle on them. Watchmen, by the spirit of revelation, sound the alarm. It's our duty to inquire of watchmen, what of the night? For watchmen are awake when others are sleeping. In Ezekiel 3.17, God said, Son of man, I have made you a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, give them warning from me. And famously, Isaiah 62, 7 proclaims, I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, who will never hold their peace day and night. You who are his servants, 
Put the Lord in remembrance of his promises and keep not silent and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her a praise in the earth. So biblical watchmen were guards on the city walls, on the watchtowers, and on the gates to scan the horizon for messengers and potential attackers. God's prophets were also spiritual watchmen invested with divine authority. The New Testament in Ephesians 2.6 also informs us that legally and positionally, born-again believers are seated with the Messiah in the heavenlies, far above all rule, power, and dominion. Therefore, we possess his delegated authority over nations and over our city gates. Former Prime Minister Ehud Olmert visited one of our prayer meetings in the posture's throne room at the American Colony Hotel and observed us intercessors in action. At the time, he was serving as mayor of Jerusalem. On several occasions, Olmert expressed appreciation for Christian supporters of the Jewish state. And at our prayer meeting, he observed that we believers are like protective walls, like honorary members of the Israel Defense Forces. I believe that was profound. Just as the Lord surrounds Jerusalem with the walls of salvation, and salvation in Hebrew means Yeshua, so we believers are the Lord's body. Thus, we too are protective walls. We are lively stones. So wherever you and I are stationed around the world, we constitute that invisible strategic wall at any given time, day or night. And may we never make a breach in that wall of prayer through laziness, prayerlessness, or just indifference. May we indeed repair the breaches and be joined in unity globally. You see, in the mystical body of Messiah, we are positioned joint to its joint to supply strength and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to one another, as well as to Jerusalem and Israel. Jesus, Yeshua, told us very clearly to watch and pray. Notice in the scriptures that he didn't say pray and watch, but he said watch and then pray. This is because you can't pray intelligently until you've watched. You've got to see something in the natural or in the spirit, and then you can pray accurately. Many times we go running off to prayer, but we haven't done our homework in watching. And then perhaps we pray amiss. We don't hit the target. Jesus didn't ask his disciples, could you not pray with me one hour? Rather, he said in Matthew 26, 40, could you not watch with me one hour? In other words, even in Gethsemane, he merely asked them to stay awake, to watch. Watch means to be alert, to be on guard, to note the time and the season, to observe what's transpiring, to understand the times. Then we can intercede intelligently to foil or circumvent the enemy's plans so that the Lord's holy purposes proceed on schedule. Although Jesus was a man of prayer and spent whole nights in prayer, much of his time was spent watching his Father. This is a fact because he said in John 5, 19, Truly, truly, I say to you, 
The son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father doing. So whatever the father does, the son also does in like manner. Therefore, the Holy Spirit leads us into the realm of seeing so that we don't do things just because they are a good idea or a religious idea. But after we've spent time with the Lord to watch and see what he would have us to do, then we will act. When we see his will by vision and in a time of watching, then we can work and walk with confidence and assurance. And we'll know that we are accomplishing the will of the Lord. Not just a good idea, but his idea. Now, most of the watch passages in the Bible apply to three things. Looking for the fulfillment of the Lord's prophetic purposes. Watching and waiting for the coming of the Lord. And three, staying alert in the spirit. The powerful drug-like pull of sleep is difficult to resist, but Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 6, 5, that he was often in labors and watchings. The Amplified Bible renders this as sleepless watching. Paul also admonished in Colossians 4, 2, be watchful in prayer. Now, what does that mean? Well, to paraphrase, watch with your eyes open. Most often, we pray with our eyes shut to close out distractions. Watching has everything to do with keeping our eyes wide open. We cannot ignore the Lord's commands to watch. In this hour, the Holy Spirit is imparting revelation. We don't just pray, but we have this ministry of guarding. We have the Lord's delegated authority to step between Satan and the Lord's program to contain evil and to cut off, in the name of the Lord, satanic intentions. Now, the call in chapter 33 of Ezekiel as a watchman is a foundational word for all watchmen. To be one of the Lord's trusted watchmen is one of the highest callings on earth. The watchman ministry is a ministry of life and death importance. Listen to Ezekiel 33, starting with verse 3. God says, If when the watchman sees the sword come upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and doesn't take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. This is because he heard the trumpet but didn't take warning. His blood shall be upon his own self. But he that takes warning shall deliver his soul. So to be a watchman is to set the trumpet to your mouth, to warn, and to wake up others. Verse 6 says, But if the watchman sees the sword come and doesn't blow the trumpet and doesn't warn the people, and if the sword comes and takes any person away, He's taken away in his own iniquity, but his blood, God says, will be required at the watchman's hand. So, in order to be free from the blood of sinners, the watchman must give warnings. Furthermore, the Lord imparts a fearlessness and a flintiness 
to this watchman ministry. Consider the supernatural equipment of this call as noted in Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 8. God says, Behold, I've made your face strong and hard against their faces, and I've made your forehead strong and hard against their foreheads. Like an adamant, harder than a flint or a diamond, I have made your forehead. So he says, don't fear the people, neither be dismayed at their looks. This teaches that the Lord himself puts steel and a flintiness into the people he calls to be watchmen. So in this hour, such a stoic Ezekiel company is being raised up and trained by the Holy Spirit. Furthermore, the watchman ministry involves watching the fig tree, Israel, and all the trees, meaning the nations. This specific call is found in the New Testament in Luke chapter 21, where Jesus told his disciples this parable. He said, look or watch the fig tree. That's a biblical idiom for Israel. When you see it sprouting its leaves, you will know that the kingdom of God is near. One of the great heresies of our hour is so-called replacement theology. But genuine biblical watchmen are watching both the fig tree, natural Israel, and the olive tree, a Bible idiom which represents the commonwealth of Israel, consisting of the one new man of Jew and Gentile together. Indeed, understanding our times can only be comprehended when we take Israel into account. The destructive teaching that the church has replaced Israel actually blinds believers to the revelation of the time and the season in which we're living. And here's another aspect of the watchman ministry. The watchman, in many ways, is like a reporter. In Isaiah chapter 21, in verses 6 to 8, the Lord said, Go, post a watchman and have him report what he sees, and let him be fully alert. And the watchman shouted, Day after day, my Lord, I stand on the watchtower. Every night I stay at my post. That's a picture of the faithful watchman reporter in all seasons and conditions. And there's indeed a journalistic aspect of watching in time signs and for the coming of the Lord. For example, we're so grateful for men, women, and organizations such as CBN's Pat Robertson of Blessed Memory. Pat was a watchman in the news for many decades. He explained the times every day on the 700 Club TV program. And now his son, Gordon Robertson, is doing the same thing as is presenters at Revelation TV in Europe, Pastor John Hagee, Eric Stackelbeck, who calls his ministry the Watchman, Hal Lindsey has been reporting for decades, Jan Markell, Pastor Andy Woods, and many others are fulfilling this role with Bible prophecy updates. And in our ministry, we also report as a reporter Watchman. In Isaiah 21, verses 11 to 12, the Holy Spirit asked twice, Watchmen, what of the night? Watchmen, what of the night? And one translation renders this, 
meaning as watchmen what is left of the night, suggesting that we must be alert, ready, and work because the harvest of souls will soon come to an end and the Lord will return. As we study prophetic events, we surely know that we don't have the luxury of a lot of time to waste. We must draw apart to hear from the Lord and to stay on our watch to see what he's going to say to us. He's calling for all of his watchmen to exhibit a greater commitment to truth. To be renounced or falsehood in the news, falsehood in relationships, in finances, and every area of our lives. The Lord is calling us to make our hearts right daily so that there will be a purity and not a mixture in our service to him. This is also the hour when we can attain to certain positions in God. Oh yes, salvation is by grace. We can't earn our salvation because it was purchased by the blood of Jesus. But there are certain positions in the kingdom to which we can actually attain. For example, if you study the Gibberim, David's mighty men in the Bible, you will see a key word that they attained to being numbered amongst David's mighty men. And so the Lord retains an elite number that only he knows of watchmen whom he says he sets on the walls of Jerusalem. Do you want to be counted among that glorious number? I believe it is in this hour a very elite core. I therefore say this very humbly that the Lord is raising up an elite core of shomrim. That's the Hebrew word for watchmen. Shomrim, guardians on the walls of Jerusalem. But now listen to this fascinating verse in Jeremiah 31.6. Here a different word for watchmen is used. It says, For there shall be a day that the watchmen on the hills of Ephraim shall cry out, Arise, and let us go up to Zion, to the Lord God. And in this verse, the Hebrew word for watchman is not shomrim, it's notrim. The word notrim in modern Hebrew is also the word for Christians. One of my Israeli friends told me that the Hebrew root from which we derive notrim is the same word for a security catch on Israelis' guns. So Christians are like security latches to guard Israel in this hour. This is prophetically speaking of those Christian Zionists who say on the hills of Ephraim in the Holy Land, we're going to come up to Zion to worship the Lord. And there's a growing body of these believers in both Israel and in neighboring Jordan. In fact, within Israel right now, there are notrim, New Testament believers, who are actually called to live in biblical Ephraim because they sense they are literally to fulfill this verse as watchmen, as vine keepers, as security guards, and so forth. But even if we don't feel called by the Lord to the land itself to be biblical watchmen within the lands, you are at least part of those spiritual notsreen globally who watch and pray in your nations. In the watching ministry, first of all, we watch the Lord. We ask him to show us his plans, which are often so different from our own, and he will show us things to come. 
During a watch, he will also sometimes uncover Satan's plans so that we can send a preemptive strike into the enemy's camp before the devil is able to execute his dirty work. We can't send a preemptive strike in prayer to nullify Satan's plans if we haven't first watched in prayer and perceived the devil's strategy. The watchman doesn't spare the enemy. The watchman resists steadfastly in faith any assignment that the enemy is trying to attack Israel with, as well as our own nations, our own families, homes, and ministries, or businesses. Satan's plans are to be soundly preemptive, cut off in the name of the Lord. My husband and I have traveled often in Africa in There are many seasoned watchmen in the nation of Cameroon, for example. And one of the African prayer leaders stated that any minister who does not watch and pray fervently two hours a day over his family, over his ministry, over his business, over his church, to keep himself and his family or church from scandal is being naive. Few believers are that circumspect, but Consider the alarming number of ministers who have fallen. If only they have watched and prayed not to enter into temptation. Also, to be a watchman is to watch the leaders of our nations. One of my favorite psalms, Psalm 149, was a foundational scripture for many years in our corporate prayer meetings in Jerusalem declaring we have authority to bind kings and nobles in spiritual chains so that their plans are brought to nothing. Consequently, the enemy does not foil the plans of the Lord. So to summarize so far, to be a watchman is to be awake, to be alert, and to watch even when you sleep. There are times in our warfare when we must drift in and out of sleep, At such a time, our bodies are asleep, but our spirits are awake and on watch. Even when our bodies are receiving their needful rest, we can train our spirits to be alert because our spirits don't sleep. Even our dreams can be significant. A seasoned watchman knows this. I've experienced conflicts in my dreams in which the name of Jesus caused me to prevail. Hallelujah. Well, true watchmen are not winners of popularity contests. They can be some of the loneliest, most misunderstood people in the earth as they stand watch while others are proverbially at ease in Zion. Preachers who tickle ears, entertain, and make innuendos to elicit titters from their audience, they may be amusing and highly popular, But popularity is appealing to the flesh, and the desire to be recognized is universal. But if we carry the Lord's zeal in our heart, we'll hate all forms of vulgarity, and we'll be shunned even as a heretic. But the watchers, the angels, are watching the watchmen also. Revelation 20.12 informs us that the angels are keeping books, So I believe there are books in heaven that record our fasts, our exploits, healings, miracles, prayer vigils, and prayer watchings. And the watchers, the angels, are faithfully recording for eternity all of these hidden works. 
So to be a watchman is to be like the sons of Issachar in the Bible who had understanding of the times and knew what Israel should do. The watchman studies and notes the signs of the times. Cameroon's professor Zacharias Fomum of Blessed Memory once observed that the word stronghold preconditions us to think that Satan's citadels are somehow impregnable. But actually, they're very fragile because they're all based on lies. We need not perceive strongholds as unconquerable, but very fragile kingdoms that can be dashed to pieces like pottery with the hammer of the word of God. The Lord is giving us prayer strategies, and as we watch the enemy, we discern his weaknesses. Just as Samson collapsed the pillars of a pagan temple, there are certain religious pillars that are weak because they're built upon absolute lies. And the lies that have built walls can be breached by the truth of the hammer and the battle axe of the Lord's word. Then believers can push the weak pillars, the lies of Satan in the name of the Lord, and entire false systems will collapse as long as there is corporate prayer and fasting. Therefore, to be a watchman is to discover the points of weaknesses in the devil's kingdom so that we can dash Satan's strongholds to pieces in the name of the Lord. A wise watchman watches strongholds and discovers their weaknesses, the lies, the errors, And then the watchman takes the sword of the Spirit and the hammer of the Word and smashes those lies, cutting them off in the name of the Lord. So a faithful watchman and faithful watchman company can be responsible potentially for setting free entire regions. Furthermore, and this is so important, the Lord's useful watchmen understand the times and the seasons. We have to say shame on the churches for not teaching Bible prophecy in this hour. Zechariah 12.3 is unfolding in real time, right before our eyes. That verse says, in that day, God is going to make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. And all that burden themselves with it will be cut in pieces. Though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. So the churches need to wake up and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You see, the overall framework of prophecy is this. The first coming of Messiah concluded with his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Now the present age is a church age, which was a mystery, but it will soon end with a rapture followed by the time of birth pains and the great tribulation when all of Israel will finally be saved. Then King Messiah will return a second time to earth, and that will be followed by the Messianic kingdom for a thousand years. And afterwards, there will be a new heaven and earth and the eternal state. In the meantime, we invite you to continue to find help at our website, exploits.tv, and also at our Jerusalem Channel YouTube site. You'll find our library videos 24-7. Our weekly email alert, called Exploits, is based upon Daniel 11.32, which declares the people who know their God will be strong, not weak, and will accomplish exploits. That means we'll do the works of the Lord 
in the remaining time before his imminent return. Please feel free to share your thoughts with me on social media, or you can contact us on your phones or tablets through our free Jerusalem Channel mobile app. There is much more to share with you through the in-depth articles that we post on my Substack site, so please check out my archive of stories you'll find there. Well, until next time, always contending for the faith and praying earnestly for the peace of Jerusalem, I'm Christine Dar. Remember Jesus said, What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Shalom and Maranatha. Our ancestors knew their Bible. This medieval map from about 1300 shows the known world and at the very center is the holy city of Jerusalem. Today, Jerusalem is still the apple of God's eye. It's from Jerusalem that Jesus commanded the word of the Lord should go forth into all the world. That witness is what the Jerusalem Channel is all about. It's only through the support of you, the viewers, that we can continue to bring video teachings and daily website updates of what God is doing in these last days. For viewers in the United States, our ministry is tax-deductible, and in the UK we're a registered charity to qualify for gift aid. You can make a credit card donation through our secure website, or by check to our postal addresses in the US and UK. Please help us to continue and expand this outreach of the Gospel through the Jerusalem Channel.